Hey listeners, before we get into today's podcast, I just want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. And today's sponsor is Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. Today's second sponsor is Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all of your train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com, that's O-M-I-O.com, and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until June 30th for all new users and all modes of transportation. It's just the pick-me-up for 2021 that you need. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions may apply. Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, the Inebriar Podcast, and this is take two on today's episode. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. Um, I blame a major media company that I can't name because you know, <laughs> they're litigious. But uh, yeah, we had some Wi-Fi problems. Uh, so Christy Pla- uh, Palace uh, agreed to come back uh, the next day, oh, and wow. I appreciate you coming back. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no problem it happens you know we gotta you gotta just roll with the punches right yeah yeah i mean you gotta okay. technology is only so great until it's not. <laughs> i know we were just talking about we what we started to talk about yesterday about how amazing it is to you know have a platform like this to still be able to like reach out <laughs> people and uh yeah maybe and then it went to hell i think let's it. not talk about that yeah yeah <laughs> just not bring that up anymore yeah uh well i felt like we spent a lot of time talking about covid so let's not recap that because sure, very covid cool. over yeah um even though you guys are still kind of stuck in the middle of it i i know but i'm still over it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so let, let's kind of like jump back like yeah. what was your start in music like was it an early thing did you come from a musical family like how did you get into music yeah so um I, well, first off, I'm originally from Windsor. I'm now based in Toronto, Ontario, but I was originally from Windsor and I was born into a musical family, which was really cool for me growing up. Um, music was just kind of normal. Like I, I didn't really realize that it was a special thing until I got a little bit older and I realized, oh, not everyone's families are, are musical and can all <laughs> sing and play instruments. 
Um, so it was just, yeah, it was just kind of normal. It was always around me. And when I was probably when I was three, like my, I have these home videos of me learning how to play piano when I was three and singing for the first time. And my dad is a producer and like a multi-instrumentalist and he has a conservatory, music conservatory back in Windsor. So I grew up there and, you know, he was recording me since I was little and I I just feel like all of this was meant to happen. You know, like I I certainly grew up with it and um, it probably wasn't until probably university where I realized like I want to fully pursue this as a career. And I, I just, I feel like I was conditioned growing up, you know, into thinking that you couldn't do this as a career and it's not a stable job. And even though it's what I love to do, I just never thought that it was uh, an option for me. But the more opportunities I took and the more I performed and, you know, I had one opportunity. I was I actually sang in front of 8000 people when I was 20 oh, wow. and I was like, I this I have to do this. <laughs> like there's, just, there's no other feeling like it, you know, so I've kind of been chasing that ever since. So, yeah, I, I feel it's interesting because you said you, you were kind of like growing up, you thought that it, it you didn't have the opportunity or you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to make it into a real job, but like yeah. even coming from a music family, that was still kind of the. Well, because funnily enough, like, I mean, I think my dad is probably the only one that does music full time. Like he owns the the music conservatory and he, you know, he has bands and he's always done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else. So it's, you know, everyone on my dad's side of the family, they're all musical. So all my aunts and uncles and cousins, everyone, you know, plays an instrument or sings in a band or, um, and funnily enough, they're all teachers, all of them. So that's their actual career, you know, teaching. And then the music thing is just sort of on the side. They're all musical. They're all extremely gifted, but they just never went down that path to pursue anything greater. Um, or if they did, they ended up just sort of settling in Windsor and becoming teachers, which is great. But I think I just had that mindset. So I said, okay, so this is, this is what we do. We, we do right. outside and then we, we become teachers. <laughs> so are, are they music teachers or some of them are, some of them are yeah. music teachers. Some of them are just, you know, high school teachers for, you know, various subjects. One of them's a principal, like the, everyone, it's so strange, but they're all musically gifted and they're all teachers in some capacity. So it's well, it, the, the reason why I ask if they're music teachers, and I think it's funny because I'm, I'm dating this girl now and she is a science teacher, but she's a pianist. So That's like on the, on the it, weekend, she gets, play, you know, pe- plays at churches and weddings and then, and that sort of thing. But during the week, she's right. a science teacher. So it's just, I'm like, oh, they're all science teachers. It's going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it doesn't match. But no, like I I just, I feel like that's very common. And I I just feel like a lot of times with with music, people see it as more of like a a leisurely activity or just a hobby and not Mm -hmm. something that you can pursue. And that makes sense. I get the mindset, especially now having pursued it. Like I get it. It's not an easy path, right? Um, But for me, it's just like, I feel like we have, we have one life, so you might as well chase after what makes you happiest. And if that doesn't work out, then obviously you, you figure your life out and you you go from there. But for me, I just thought of it. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to just automatically push myself into the teacher category and say, you know, I'm not going to try this 
I'm just going to go off and be a teacher and just do it on the side. Like, it's just, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, after having all those amazing opportunities where I was able to actually be on the stage and, and feel like what it feels like to do that. I just said like, there's no way in hell, like I'm not going to at least try because yeah. there's just nothing like it. Um, and I remember I, so I was in university, um, <laughs> to become a teacher. I was in, uh, my degree was drama and education. So, um, basically music theater drama stuff, but you use those techniques in teaching. So I, I got my degree, but I remember at the beginning of university, I had to talk to my dad and I said, like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is <laughs> I hate this. Um, so he just said, he's like, okay, well, he's like, the deal is you get your degree. And then, you know, all the while you continue pursuing music. And afterwards, like, I will help you. I'll do whatever I can to help you pursue this, but you have to ha- get your degree first. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I did it. And that's, you know, kind of what happened. (laughs) I I wonder if it's like that. Like when you get into like creative fields, it's very nonlinear, you know, like if you're going to become a teacher, you go to school, you become a teacher's assistant, your teacher, you know, like, okay, I'm going to work these months. Then I have these very clear process. Yeah. Yeah. Where with music and arts, it's kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) Just uh, figure it out as you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly right. But I'm, I'm lucky that I, I have a dad who, who had that experience. Like my dad was actually signed to a, a record company in Europe, like years ago in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So he gets it. Like he understands how it works and he knows that it's hard, but I think for him, like he understands the mindset of, you know, you gotta, you gotta experience it. You gotta at least try and, and do the right. best you can. Cause if something does happen and you're able to make this, you know, your, your career and your lifestyle, like that's, that's incredible. Why wouldn't you at least try it? You know, if it doesn't work out, then you, you know, you adapt, you figure it out just like everybody else. Right. Um, but I'm so happy that I did it. Cause I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know where I would be right now. <laughs> I'd be miserable somewhere in a classroom. Maybe that has to be, a, have a huge advantage too, to be able to like call your dad and be like, okay, this is what's going on. And, and how would you handle it? And did, Absolutely. Is, does he kind of let you make your own mistakes? Um, yeah, yeah, he does. But I, I certainly uh, go to him for advice. And he was much more involved in um, everything that I, I do musically when I still lived in Windsor, like he was very involved in everything. Um, once I moved on to Toronto, I think he just sort of let me do my thing. And I'm happy he did because I, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, time to let go of my hand. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me let me go do it. And not because of him, but because right. of, like I, I was... I very much relied on him and, you know, his experience. And I'm, I'm kind of happy that I, I moved here and I no longer really had him. I could call him up once in a while, but it's not the same as like right. you know, living in the house and going, dad, like, what do I do? <laughs> um, so that, that really, yeah, definitely helped. I really had to fend for myself and like build my confidence mm-hmm. the second I got here. Cause you can't survive <laughs> if, you, if you don't. Yeah. So do you remember like w- like the first moment in Toronto where you're like, oh, this is like the, the kind of thing that I would go to him, but now I have to like, you know. It's, funnily enough, myself. like the, I feel like <laughs> it was just like the everyday <laughs> lifestyle things that were the most challenging. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like things musically. I mean, 
I learned very quickly, like once you get here, okay, like you don't know anybody. So what are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in your apartment? Are you like, it, it, you kind of learn really quick. Like you just, you get out, you go and, and try to perform places, you, you meet people, you connect. And like, that's the only way to get yourself out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned that really quick because you, you can't, there's no other way to do it. You can't sit at home and like expect something to happen, but it was more so just living on my own and being like, Oh my God, like this is, this is crazy in a new city. Like not even right. like I just moved out of my house and it's like, I was in a brand new city. I didn't know anybody living by myself. And like, I was like, Oh my God, that was more challenging, I think. And just missing the, the whole family thing. Cause I am very close with my family too. So. Yeah. It's funny. Like uh, yesterday after the whole Wi-Fi debacle, it, it, <laughs> I know you're not gonna believe this. It continued to get worse. <laughs> Of course just and, the final like fuck you eh? yeah it was just like really <laughs> oh really God. like you're just gonna kick me out of email now for it was, yeah. it was, oh no matter God. what i tried to do it was terrible <laughs> i was just so frustrated and then i kind of got that i'm like well you know what what was business like before email and i just like kind of dropped what i was doing and i and i went off to this brewery that i i had been like on my list to like oh i gotta go talk to them at some point turned into a great meeting. They want us for a bunch of events and it, That's just, awesome. it was just like one of those, like, Oh yeah, this is the part of the, the business that I really enjoy <laughs> is like it worked the, out. <laughs> the networking. And yeah. So that's it, awesome. It, it, it tried to turn that crappy thing into somewhat of a, somewhat of a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Right. Awful. Um, I love it. So now you're in Toronto, uh, yeah. starting off on your own. Did you, already kind of have your own sound or like because you yeah. know sound is such a weird thing because it can kind of grow and change but you don't want to grow and change too much because then your fans are like that's not what i'm looking yeah for. you're like what the hell yeah um yeah i mean i so first off i i grew up listening to like classic rock music and mm-hmm. pop so i i grew up as like a pop rock chick like i always wrote pop songs but i loved the powerful rock vocals and like the range and all of that stuff. So my music was always like that. You know, I, my idol at the time was Avril Lavigne when I was growing up, she was my favorite. And I just, everything about her was exactly what I I wanted and exactly where I thought I fit. And I really did. It's not like I I tried to be like her. I just, I just identified with her and I was the perfect fit. Um, So yeah, pop rock music was, was my jam. And, uh, I actually had, um, I was kind of going back and forth from Windsor to Toronto for a little while. And this, this was, I think towards the end of university. So once I decided like, this is what I want to do, I started like going to Toronto and I met a producer here and we were, you know, I was going back and forth doing the whole thing. And I was very like, I, I've, I grew up in a family where, you know, you're celebrated for being your authentic self. And, um, that, that rock edge that I had was very celebrated, um, yeah. and encouraged. So I, when I got here, I knew what I wanted. Like I, it's never, you know, it was never, a like, I had to sit there and go, where do I fit? What, what genre am I? Like, I was never really confused about that. I always knew that, but, um, the funny thing is I, when I first got here, like I was kind of told that, you know, rock is dead and like, you can't, you got to be either like totally mainstream pop, like, you know, 
with beats and whatever. And so, you know, not, not that I didn't like that, but I definitely knew that, you know, I like electric guitars and I like real yeah. instruments and I, I love that sound. And so I definitely had that influence like mm-hmm. pushed at me, I think, but I always, I always fought <laughs> for the, for the rock stuff, like put guitars in there. Like, I want to hear it. I want to hear the guitars and so, yeah, I mean, if you listen to all my music since I've moved to Toronto, like I've had um, multiple releases since then, and they all sound very, very similar. I think each one, you know, you, you always grow as yeah. an artist, but the sound, I think, is pretty well the same. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you know, you hear that rock is dead, but it's never dead. It always comes back. You know, you, you... And right now in full swing, like there's especially like indie pop artists, like a lot of them are, they're bringing the rock stuff back. Like you hear guitars and everything now, like heavy, heavy production with all kinds of instruments. And it's like, it's amazing. I'm so happy. And a lot of my new music now has all of that in it. And I'm just, I feel like now more than ever, I'm like, this is exactly where I need to be. And this is exactly what I want. And it's awesome. So yeah, I feel like it's on a cycle too. Like I remember when I was a kid, I was like big into like hair metal and stuff. And then, you know, (laughs) it was all about like who could play the fastest and the most elaborate. And then like the black crows came along and they're like, no, we're just rock. And they were huge. Yeah. It kind of went through the same cycle. And then like the black keys come along and they're like, yeah, there's just two of us and we just play rock and they're uh, huge. And so there's always a place for it, you know? Awesome. Yeah. I, I've just, I've always loved it. I've always loved that feeling of, of rock music. And I know that. Um, so as much as I've been pursuing my original stuff, I always sang in like cover bands and stuff on the side. Yeah. So I've done that too. And I always sing rock covers because I just, they just hit differently. You know, when you're performing them live, anyone in the audience recognizes all of those rock songs, like the, the Led Zeppelins and the journey. And like, it's just, everyone knows them. They're classic. And I love them. They're like some, some of my favorite songs to sing ever. You do you work light up so do you work some into your sets when you're kind of you know playing yeah i i have actually so i i'll usually do um like some kind of rock song and then you know a pop cover of something that's like pretty current but that's very much where i fit i love yeah. love the rock stuff the the rock pop it's just that's exactly where i'm at so so, so what are your favorite covers to work into your sets oh my god um Rock and Roll, Led Zeppelin is my favorite. Yeah. That is my favorite, favorite, favorite song to sing ever. I just love it because I go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I go nuts. It's just, it's so fun. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine is just a oh, classic. Nice. I yeah. love that one. Don't Stop Believing. I sing all the time. Shook Me All Night Long. ACDC. Like there's just. It's a very classic rock. The very, very classic yeah. rock. Like that's, you know they're just so fun and they just bring me back to my childhood when I used to listen to that stuff. But I've done a lot of different covers. Like even my dad and I, we, well, actually he came up with like his own rendition of best friend by queen. So we did like our own version of it, but it just, we always come back to that stuff. Um, even Aerosmith, like there's, yeah, it's just endless. (laughs) (laughs) There, um, Aerosmith is literally, I think two town two towns over. They live two towns over. Yeah, the band live like are right <laughs> at the street. It's so weird because everyone's like every once in a while I'd be like, ah, oh, is it stop and shop? And I saw Steven Tyler. 
<laughs> oh my god yeah so it's 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 very weird that's so yeah very yeah. very strange but yeah it's just i can't like you, i can just never get rid of that so I, I couldn't stand when people would say to me like rock is dead i'm like no i don't think so <laughs> I, I don't think so and it's not like you see it now too and it's you know it's so funny because even the younger generations, like they all recognize all of those classic rock tunes. It's insane. And that mm-hmm. doesn't happen with like, you know, well, there's, I mean, there's exceptions. There's some pop songs that are like that, but I would say the majority of pop songs, they come and go and yeah. forget about them. But rock stuff, it's like, just, you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny you say that. Like my, my kids um, for the past few years, they're now, my daughter just turned 17. My son's turning 19 in two days. Wow. And, um, you know, they'll, you know, they're, I'm the weekend dad, so I'll, I'll pick them up and yeah, you know, they'll be rocking a Led Zeppelin shirt or a Nirvana shirt. And oh. my son's favorite concerts he's ever been to is Motley Crue. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh are God. you 40 or what? Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's yeah. I, I, totally agree with that i see that all the time like the band t-shirts the old oldies and stuff it's just it's so cool but there's just nothing like it i don't know especially on a a stage with like a full band and you're like rocking out it's just a different different feeling do you do you ever kind of get an urge to go in a different direction with your music like so um i got really into this band uh there's a hardcore band out of la called uh the bronx and they decided they wanted to do mariachi music. So they started a mariachi project called Mariachi oh, wow. El Bronx. Like, have you ever gotten like that kind of weird, like, I want to do reggae or, you know, just to really depart from what you're doing to kind of like either push yourself or just kind of break things up? Like, as an artist, no. Yeah. I, um, no. Like, I've always, I've, I've always loved the pop rock. And that's my writing style, too. Like, I... I could never write any different than that. I just, it, it wouldn't be natural anyways. Like I would have to really force that. Yeah. But um, like I said, I've, I've sang in, in cover bands my whole life. I actually sang in a, a wedding band for about eight years of my life just to get, you know, performance experience. Sure, and yeah. we kind of toured around, you know, the, the Windsor area. Well, actually all of Ontario pretty much and Michigan um, states. So we did a lot of stuff and I sang all kinds of music um, in that band because we, you know, we needed a very diverse set list. Yeah. Um, I love singing ballads, believe it or not, of all genres. I just, I, I really, I, I love it. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, to, I'm straying away from the original. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> just, just like, I don't know, as an artist, I've never really, no, like I've never been like, you know, I really want to experiment and try something else. It's always been the pop rock stuff. I love singing just straight up rock music. Like I love yeah. that stuff. I love singing ballads of, of all genres and, but no, my writing style is just, I don't know that I could change it. I'd have to force it for sure. So what is your kind of like writing method? Like, do you come up with the the lyrics first? Do you come up with a riff? Like wh- where do you kind of start? And... Question. <laughs> What'd you say? Cause I said, I love this question. Uh, it's, it's like, it's always different, yeah. but I come back to the same, you know, five or six different ways, you know, but it, it's always different. I have like, sometimes I'll just be, you know, 
playing the piano and I'll come up with a, you know, some kind of chord progression that I really like. And then I'll start singing a melody on top of it and then put lyrics to it. Sometimes it'll happen with a title um, or just something that I'm experiencing that I'm going through that I need to get out. Like usually the lyrics will come first and then I try to match the, you know, the melodies and the, the chord progressions with, you know, the feeling of the song and Mm -hmm. it happens that way. Like it's, it's always, yeah, it's different, but it, yeah, it's the same probably five or six different ways that I do it. I have like, um, a, on the, the notes app on, on iPhone, I have like just an endless amount of stuff. Like every day I'm, I'm writing stuff down that either pops into my head or, you know, just something that, you know, inspired something else. And I, you know, I write it down or tie like a song title idea. Um, it's funny when the city was actually open, a lot of times in uh, transit, that's when I did most of my writing. Cause I'd have to, you know, go to and from wherever. And I would just sit on the subway and like, you know, pump out lyrics and then put music to it after. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Cause like, I hear that a lot of people be like I'm on the train or the bus or whatever, but the thing that I've never heard before is that I come up with the song title first. That, that's it interesting. Happens that way. Yeah. It happens that way. Oh yeah. It, it just, and again, it's, it's just different. It's not like I do it that way every time. It just right. depends on what it is. Right. I could just be literally daydreaming and just thinking and like, then I have like this title that just pops into my head and I write it down. Like it just, it depends on what it is. Or sometimes I'm reading if I'm, you know, reading a book or anything. And there's a word that stands out to me that I go, Oh my God, that's really cool. Like I like that word or that reminds me of this time. Like I'll write it down right away. Mm-hmm. And if I ever happen to like, not have material or I'm not sure what I want to write about, like I'll always go back to that and refer to it and see, okay, what was my inspiration this day? And, and you, you go and you write. <laughs> so, no, that's, really, that's a really interesting way to do it. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, it actually makes me think I have a, a, a friend of mine who, has a list on his phone he's not musical in any way shape or form of band names and it's like as like you're having a conversation someone will say something and he'll be like that's a band name and he'll just like (laughs) put it down and be like that's an album name just in case you never know yeah i think my favorite ones were uh high-tech redneck (laughs) and uh what inspired that i have no i probably some drunken conversation (laughs) somewhere that's usually how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the slush puppy, the slush puppy syndicate was my other favorite. Oh my God. That's really funny. Hey, yeah. they have a, they got, a, got a ring to it. That's for sure. Yeah. And it even kind of like at one point there was a like conversation of like, Oh, let's make up a book. That's nothing but fake um, album covers for these bands that don't exist. Why not? Yeah. Never, never happened, but it was well, why, why not? Yeah. I think we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to pursue this <laughs> yeah um do you think like it's so different now like i hate thinking back when i was a kid because it makes me feel super old but like album art cover was huge like is that still something that like you give a lot of thought to like when you're it's, re- when you're- it's really important to me as as much as the music is important. Like the visual aspect of everything I love. Like I just, I love the process of coming up with those ideas. Yeah. And I definitely put a lot of weight into it. That's for sure. I don't just like throw something together. And there, I mean, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. People that just want to keep things a little more simplistic. Like that's totally cool for me. I just visually, I want things to match like what the song means to me. 
Um, and I think I'm, I'm just creative that way. Like I think of that yeah. you know, along with the, the songwriting. Once I I'm finished a song, I automatically am thinking about what I want it to look like. Um, whether it's the, the artwork or just the music video or like any of that stuff, the, you know, the little teaser clips, all of that stuff. It's just automatically in my head. I just love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. It, it, it to me, it was such a part of music because, you know, that's how you would kind of, if you didn't already know you're an ACDC fan, like the album covers what sold you on the band. Well, like you, would... I, But I also think maybe it was, it was slightly different back then because people were actually buying records. It's right. Yeah. Having like the physical thing in your hand and you can like open it up and you look inside and you see the pictures and like, you know, it's, I think it's just a different, a different world now. Like everything is, is so digital to the point that no one, gives a shit like they just they want to listen to the song and, and that's it so yeah i i get that for sure and i i can understand why maybe people don't put as much weight into it anymore because it really doesn't matter right people their attention spans are so like <laughs> it's just it's insane like you know you're scrolling scrolling and you'll listen to 30 seconds of a song and then you're done so i get it i get why people maybe just don't care about it i just for me i just love it i just i love coming up with that kind of stuff but yeah i don't know i get it yeah. And I mean, music videos still seem to have like a really strong life on you yeah. know, YouTube. Um, Anything online. <laughs> yeah. Online flourishes. It, it's funny. Oh. It's it's the thing that I miss and I feel like there's still a market for and I can't quite figure it out is yeah. that kind of old MTV, like a string of like not connected videos. I mean, that's how you really discovered new music. And now I, it's, know. I do miss that. I do yeah. miss that. Sure. Now it's like, you know, you have to revert to the the Spotify and the the playlists and listening to that. I mean, that's really the only way that you can discover anybody, especially because everything is just so oversaturated now. There's so many artists putting out music. It's like, how do you even discover people anymore? You know, it's yeah. crazy. But and the production, of- the production value is so much better for the low end. Like, you know, back in the 80s, you could be like, okay, those guys have no money whatsoever. Now it's really hard to tell, you know, because yeah. you can shoot a good music video with your iPhone. Yeah, 100%. Not, not only that, but you can record a full album in a bedroom now. It's yeah, like, yeah. Everything is, it's just a totally different ball game now, which it is kind of cool. Like, it's great because I feel like it just, it allows everybody to sort of have the same opportunity now. Like you can, you know, make music and then put it out and it's the quality is still just as good as recording in a massive studio, although maybe not the same experience, <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. You, you were, that's exactly where I was thinking. Cause a friend of mine just, uh, during this past year, uh, he wasn't able to play out. So he opened a recording studio at a band rehearsal space And it's just such a cool place to go and hang out. And, you know, you run into bands and, and, you know, have a couple drinks and the vibe there is just amazing. And it's, it's exactly what you would think. There's guitars on the wall and Christmas lights strung up, Uh, you know, but it's, it's it's a different vibe. Like, but I guess it's like, if you've never really experienced that, especially just like individual artists, if you're not part of like an actual band, and I'm not talking about like, you know, having players that will play right. with you live, but if you're not in an actual band where you have like a relationship with the people you're with and like, it's just, I just feel like it's a different, a different thing. And maybe you just, you don't even realize what you're, what you're missing out on. Right. But I'm lucky to have experienced both. Like I've, I've been in bands and I've done the individual thing, but I also, I treat 
the guys that play with me as if they're my brothers, you know, and we jam all the time. And like, we do that kind of thing. We'll go to rehearsal spaces and we get together and, you know, it's, so it's different. I, I love that, that whole vibe for sure. What was the deciding factor that made you decide to do like a solo thing opposed to a band? Like, was there any real specific reason? I mean, you can use high tech redneck if you want. I mean, you can use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be contacting you in the future. All right. All right. Um, just in case. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I just always wrote my own songs. Right. So for yeah. me, I never really, I loved the the band vibe, but I loved just being able to write and like not have to, it, it sounds so like, uh, cause I, I know collaborating is a huge part of being an artist. So I'm not talking yeah. about that, but when you have to equally include everybody in, in the mm-hmm. writing process and it, it's just, to me, I don't know that that, was something I wanted to do. I didn't really give it much thought, honestly. Like it just kind of happened this way. Like I just, I always wrote my my own songs and I went by my own name and I just did it that way. And honestly, the guys that I, so most of my my bandmates are from Windsor actually, and they moved to Toronto with me. Um, and I just, we always had that like, sort of like brother sister relationship. And I just, I loved that part of it. And I'm like, like, would you really want to, <laughs> put each other in a situation where you want to kill each other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I know that's not always the case, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I never really gave it much thought. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah. Band dynamics can always be uh, complicated. It's different. Right. Yeah. And you just, there's so many complicated factors, you know, like you need to make sure you're all on the same page and, you know, you got to make sure you're with people that are easy to work with. There's just a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, but I just, I always wrote my own stuff. So I just, I think it, it just happened that way. I didn't really consider having that, that whole band thing. I loved it for doing cover gigs. Like I love, right. like I said, I love the vibe of it. It's awesome. I love just rocking out with a whole band behind you. There's, there's really nothing like it, you know, but in terms of like my music as, as an artist, it just, I never felt the need to explore that. Yeah. I always feel like in bands, there has to be like one person to kind of step up and kind of be like. There's always a leader anyways, right? (laughs) There has to be like band HR, you know, the one guy that everyone goes to complain to and like the drummer is mad because the bassist said, you know, that rim shot was like two seconds too early and he gets all bent out of shape. Like, and you always need that. It's a very tough thing, especially like, like I said, uh, coming back to the whole, you know, being on the same page as, as everybody else, even for me, like I had issues just with my guys, you know, like trying to come to Toronto, but like also be in Windsor. And like, it was just a, a crazy thing. And some of them, you know, deciding, well, I want to start a family now. And like, this is what I want to do. And yeah. so I, I ran into my own problems with that as, as my own artist, you know, not even mm-hmm. in a band, but just having players that wanted to do other things and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i love my guys so much so there's nothing wrong with that but um that that was hard just you know knowing that okay like so if there's conflicts i gotta find a replacement and blah, blah. like yeah. I, you know, it's a lot it's a lot to to deal with so i can't imagine being in a band like i i would imagine if that that is the case like you have to find people that you just mesh well with and you're all on the same page like your goal is the same and I think that's really the only way to pull it off, right? That's 100%. It's like you have to have the same goal and the same level of commitment. Yeah. 
that's always really difficult to find that in, in yeah, 100%. two people, that's let alone fair. about five. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Like, yeah. even like I said, just we'd have rehearsals sometimes just for my, my own individual show as, as Christy palace and the band guys would just like, you know, they'd get at each other because they would call each other out if something wasn't right or which is great because they're all perfectionists and they wanted it to be a great mm-hmm. show. But that's hard. It's it's a hard environment to be in when there's a lot of pressure and like, you know, that you need to deliver. Like when we, <laughs> I, uh, I opened up for Walk Off the Earth. Um, a couple oh, no, okay. I love them. They're incredible. That, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So we, we were rehearsing for that and this was a huge deal for me. So I, I opened up for them for two show dates, one in my hometown nice. and then one in Kitchener, Ontario. And, um, I like, there's a lot of pressure and I wanted to do a good job. Cause I knew like, I'm going to be coming back to my hometown, opening mm-hmm. up for walk off the earth. Like I want to, we got to kill this, you know? And right. so that's tough though. Like that means rehearsals, like at least a couple times a week and you know for hours at a time it's it's tough you know and like i know my my drummer um he's so funny cuz he's he's a perfectionist in everything i feel like a lot of drummers are like that but yeah. they got to be like everything's got to be spot on for him otherwise like he's not he's not happy which i love i love that about him but he would just call everybody out <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny and like and not to be you know, a shit guy, but like, he just, he wanted to do a good job. And I, yeah, I loved him for that, but it's, it's tough to be in that. And when you're the one that's on the receiving end of that, mm-hmm. you have to look at yourself and go, man, I need to step it up and I got to try harder and I got to practice more. Like it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in, but I, I think that's <laughs> one of the hard things about any creative field. It's like, if you are, I don't know if you're a doctor, and you don't do a good job and the person dies, it's pretty obvious. And, (laughs) (laughs) but like, if, if you're a creative person and you're doing something creative and you're doing it your way for someone to kind of come in and be like, Oh, you could have done better. You could have done this. You could, it's almost more like they're saying that you personally. Yeah. And that, I think that's the one thing that everyone, you have to know that it's not, it's not personal. Like, it's just, we need to kill this and yeah. you got to be perfect. Otherwise it's like, you just, the competition is too great. Like you just, you can't afford to not be well rehearsed. That's just the bottom line. Right. So right. that's tough, it, but it is tough. Like even for me, he would call me for stuff or like, you're not coming in at the right part, like whatever, whatever it is, but, and you can't help it. Like it just a yeah. little part of you, you go, oh, like <laughs> I just <laughs> want it to be perfect. And I thought I was great. Yeah. Or like yeah. you're sharp or flat or whatever it is. And it's, but you just, you got to develop thick skin and just know it's not personal. Just everyone wants to do a good job and you should want that too. Right. You know, like you're getting into this, this industry, like you gotta, you gotta be on your game every time. So yeah, cause you're no matter how critical they are, your friends are always gonna be nicer than yeah. you know, the people online or whatever. It could be way worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would prefer that. I'd prefer them to call me out for shit and that way I can fix it. And you, you know, you move on from there, but yeah, it's exactly like you said, do you really want to like be filmed sounding like crap and then have people cut you up online? That's worse. That is way way worse. Totally unforgiving. (laughs) So not the same. Yeah. Anytime anyone asks me for advice or or my opinion, and I always say, uh, I should say, uh, do you want my real opinion or do you just want me to say it's good? 
the sugar coated. Yeah. And they kind of, and it's really just for them to kind of step back and go, okay, he's going to be 100% genuinely honest. Cause they all say, I want your honest opinion. I'm like, okay, that's what you're going to get. You want me to be honest or yeah. you want me to be fake honest? Yeah, exactly. It's not always going to be good, but you know, that's so um, well, at least you give them the disclaimer beforehand. Exactly. Um, and I'm waiting for the person to be like, just tell me it's good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. That's um, so where can our listeners go to check out your music and, and hopefully yeah. sometime in the future tour dates? Yeah. Oh my God. I, ugh, I hope so. So well, we won't talk more about that because Ontario yeah. is still locked down. <laughs> but <laughs> let's, uh, let's hope for the future. I'll be, I'll be in touch. Um, no, I have all my, my social media, my music, everything is linked to my website, christypalace.com or follow me on any social platform because I'm on it. Mm-hmm. I have to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm on everything. Are so. you on? Are you on the uh, TikTok? Of course. This is my new thing. I've been asking everyone because I'm. So I signed. Is, yeah. I signed an Ebriard up for it because I didn't want to lose the the name, but I don't know what to do with it. So like, what are you? What, what are you talking about? It like it's 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 endless. You TikTok is strange. It's but in in a good way because you yeah. can post something up in. It could go viral out of nowhere. And you like, it's not even planned. It just, it's such a strange platform, but also really awesome at the same time. You just, you're in front of new eyes every single time you post. And that's quite different than any other social platform that I've been on. Um, it's just a lot easier to gain followers and new listeners. And I, I think it's a, it's a brilliant platform. And I think for artists, like, whether you like it or not, it, this is a social media world, man. And you just, you got to adapt to it and, and just be a part of it. But for me, it's, it's everything. It's sharing, you know, sharing my music, doing cover songs and, you know, my, my own renditions. And I, I also started, I'm into like health and fitness and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I include that. Like, it's just very much about everything that I do. And um, once you're on the platform and you start watching the videos, you start you kind of pick up on the trends and the things that people are doing and, you know, you just try to incorporate that, but, you know, within your own capacity <laughs> and what you want people to know you as, you know, so. Yeah, that's uh, some good advice. I'm going to have to. Yeah, like time to it. I, it's, I think it just depends. It depends what you're on there for. But you just, yeah. you know, as long as you know what your goal is um, in the back of your mind, you just you come up with different things and. It's, I feel like once you're on it and you're like paying attention to how people are posting on there, it becomes really easy. And it's, you know, it's not, not overly difficult. And the best part about it is that you don't really have to put a lot of thought into anything. You could post something up and it'll go viral overnight. Like there's no, there's just no real formula. So it's interesting for sure. Just makes me feel super old. (laughs) (laughs) A little part of me sometimes wishes that social media wasn't you know, as heavily weighted, but it's, that's just the way that the world is. So yeah. it's I don't know. just so convenient. I think that's really, yes, it is convenient. It. And, uh, if used properly, it can be a great tool. <laughs> uh, but it's tough. Like social media is a strange game. It's incredible for, you know, getting yourself out there, but at the same time, it, it is also super oversaturated with, with other people that are posting. So, it's it's hard like as much as it's an easier world it's also way more difficult at the same time because there's so many people that yeah. are posting and it's like yeah it's it's a crazy time to be uh, an independent artist that's for sure 
Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show twice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, time's a charm. Yeah. Anytime uh, you have something to promote. Please Did you press free. record today or do I have to come back tomorrow? Oh, no, I've been recording. Oh, <laughs> my God. Just gave me a heart attack. <laughs> It's like you heard the voice, right? I heard Can the you voice. Imagine? Oh my god! I, you know, I'd be it. like, you know I've what? Literally done it. <laughs> Fun, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it three times. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. But... No, I would come back. I would yeah. come back. No, but yeah. we're good. It's recording. <laughs> yeah. No, but I've literally done that. I've sent over um, episodes to my editor, and he goes, "Yeah, um, it's you sitting in front of the camera." And then the person comes on and then you shut off the recording and then it comes <gasps> back on at the end. I'm like, Oh my God, I did it backwards. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, that would give me a heart attack. We, that would give me an absolute heart attack. We're, we're pushing 350 episodes. I think we've screwed up every way imaginable. I'm, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Still more ways to be discovered. So oh, please, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. All right, Chrissy. Thank you uh, so much again. And uh, thanks for our listeners. And we'll see you guys again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on Instagram at inebriart6. You can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.